Welcome to Soul Science, the shift, the tribe, the movement. May you live so true. Live from Los Angeles, this is Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity. We come together each day to know the truth, live on spiritual principle, and align with universal law. We also come together as a community in soul society. We are committed to being the number one spiritual leaders community in the world. And that doesn't mean just spiritual leaders that are writing books or on stage or teaching, but spiritual leaders who are the people that literally impact every single person they come in contact with. It might be a mom. It might be a real estate agent. It might be whatever. The new spiritual leader is you. It is not just the spiritual leader that is on stage. It's someone who truly desires to embody truth, to live it, to speak it, and to really impact and be inspiring everywhere they go. We also develop spiritual leaders, people who are on stage, having podcasts, writing books, and all the above. But we live on spiritual principle. And we are committed to awakening a billion people globally. And how we're doing that is creating world-class spiritual leaders. So let's do this thing, you guys. It is, we're on the truth triangle. We're teaching Live Your Truth. This is a series. We are in number eight of 12 of a 12-week series on Live Your Truth. This is, for me, work that took me 22 years to get together. This is based off of Greek oracle processes, Socrates' method, Um, deep spiritual coaching, and came to a process, a framework to walk you through step by step for you birthing your truth and living your truth. Okay, so let's do this thing. So again, the truth triangle has three sides to it. The first side is birthing the truth of who you are, which is a divine, spiritual, powerful, amazing, infinite, all-knowing spiritual being, right? So the first side of the triangle is power. You birth your power, restoring who you are. And we walk through trauma, we walk through shifting back to the true identity, releasing all limiting beliefs, releasing those limiting uh, false identities, and coming back to the truth of who you are. Taking back our power, cutting the cords, whatever you want to call it, right? Second side of the triangle is birthing your passion. And that is really coming down to your core values. What do you really care about? What matters to you? Who do you want to be? And how do you live your truth in that area? Right? So we talk about placing boundaries on things, getting clear of what really works for you and doesn't work for you, letting go of all expectations and basically accepting people, places and things as they are so that you can live passionately and always be in peace and and love your life, right? So the third part of the triangle is your purpose. And this comes down to understanding what you're here to do in this life. I truly believe that all the suffering you've experienced in this lifetime and past lifetimes are some of the greatest blessings ever for you because it's really what burrs your purpose and calling. It's really that part of you that is here to complete within your DNA and leave the legacy that you want to leave. So today, we are on the second side of the triangle, which is passion, birthing your relative truth. There's ultimate truths and there's relative truths, right? So we're getting into birthing your truth. And part of that is getting true of what makes you thrive. So today we're talking about dealing with upsets, sadness and depression. And so we first want to define, you know, these things. And I want to disclose that if you are someone who is experiencing depression or someone that you know, please seek medical help. We cannot ever be a cure here. This is a spiritual community and spiritual practices dealing with the subconscious and the soul. 
And so it is really, we have to disclose that if you're having, you know, mental illness or suicidal thoughts, please seek a professional, okay? There are, there's amazing resources, and I know there's a lot of people going through it, okay? Please reach out to somebody also if you feel like they're going through it. So first of all, upset, sadness, and depression. What is it and how does it happen, right? So when a person has been upset over a long period of time, or has repetitively experienced intense times of getting upset, it often turns into a condition of sadness. And then when someone has been sad over a long period of time, or has experienced intense times of sadness, it often turns into a condition of depression. So again, it's like a gradient on one side, imagine like on the right side, there is somebody who's blissful and happy and their life, they're, they're fulfilled, they're, it's working, right? And way on the other side of the gradient, the line is really depression and mental illness and all the above. And how do you go on that spectrum? Because we're on that spectrum. It's not like you're only one or the other. You can go up and down that scale throughout your life, depending on what you do with your consciousness, right? So upsets happen generally when we basically feel like we're the effect of life. They happen when we feel that we, you know, aren't having things work the way we want them to work, right? Upsets are, they can be failed expectations, they can be disappointments, they can be all kinds of things, right? And as those compound, they begin to turn into someone begins to get more and more sad, which basically means they feel hopeless, they don't feel like they're the cause of their life. And then as sadness goes on, then someone can become depressed. And that is where they they go past apathy, they go into, you know, a state of, of even below apathy. So we want to look at this and and start to be able to break down how do we deal with this, right? How do we deal with this individually? How do we deal with this as spiritual leaders? And so we want to first acknowledge the most important thing is really to acknowledge. I think in our culture, we oftentimes um, shame any kind of negative emotion, you got to be happy, and you got to be positive all the time via social media, right? So the first thing we want to do is really release the suppressed emotion, like acknowledge them, and accept um, things as they are, and then create a new possibility. Okay, so trauma work, of course, on the other, the first side of the truth triangle dealing with the previous um, series in this, we deal with going into going into the trauma. And the trauma work is imperative before you do this kind of work. Because a lot of depression actually comes from traumatic incidences and deep, deep wounds happening, basically, really advanced limiting beliefs and limited identity going into the subconscious mind being commanded in. So we want to deal with that first always, okay, but if you're just dealing with a little bit of upset, sadness and depression, you know, um, there's no little depression, right? If you're dealing with some upsets, this is a really good kind of process to go through, okay? So let's do this. So remember that trauma work is done separately from this process. Trauma work must be done in conjunction with these processes and preferably before in order to reprogram the subconscious mind from upset, sadness, and depression. So it depends upon the client whether to do trauma work or go to prior processes, right? So, you know, I think for anyone out there, if you have a lot of trauma, you definitely need to seek a professional or you can seek, you know, one of the ambassadors or um, work with society in doing your spiritual trauma work. Um, if you if you don't feel like you have huge, huge traumas, like they are something you could handle going into it, you can do some processes, you can go to that one, okay, but this is really about getting upset, you're upset, say your boyfriend upsets you, you're upset with your boss, you're upset with whatever, 
you're upset with life, you're upset with something that happened today, this is a great process to go through, okay? So let's do it. So what I want you to do is, again, I want you to get out a pen and paper, and I want you to begin to take notes, turn off, um, you know, whatever distractions you have, you know, pause this for a minute, go to the bathroom, get set up, get a tea, do whatever it is. I want you to stay focused. This isn't a long podcast, okay? But you deserve it. If you truly, truly want to have your best life, you got to commit to investing in your consciousness and doing your inner work. This is a free podcast. I mean, it's like, seriously, set down everything, take the next 10 minutes to do this, okay? So you're going to write down these questions. And what I want you to do is after you're done with this podcast, I want you to go in and either go into meditation, begin to think about these questions and really contemplate them in your mind. Or if it helps journaling them out and beginning to really ask yourself these questions and really repetitively answer them. Okay. So all the questions you can repeat until all emotions and statements get fully expressed. So this could, I mean, you could do it five times, you could do a 100 times, right? So asking these things repetitively until there's an epiphany or breakthrough in perspective. So if you're upset, first, we want to just acknowledge all the upsets. So the question is, what are you upset about? What are you upset about? What are you upset about? I don't want a lot of backstory. Don't get backstory. Just say I'm upset about the event today that happened at my work. I'm upset with my boyfriend. I'm upset instead of going into a hour long conversation about why you're upset, not the why. What are you upset about? Okay. Regarding this upset with x with your, you know, friend, your mom, your sister, your the world, your car, whatever it is regarding the upset with x. What are you upset about? So that means something like I'm upset that the fact that you know, my boss um, didn't, you know, pay me on time or whatever, right? So what is it about? You need to acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. you need to first get out what are you really upset about? Because sometimes people think they're upset about one thing, and they start doing this work. And they're like, actually, that's not really what I'm upset about. I'm upset that I really miss, you know, um, my son, and you know, XYZ, or I'm really upset because I don't feel connected to my husband right now. And it's affecting the rest of my life, you know, so you need to start looking at what's really going on. What are you really upset about? What's really going on, right? So now we want to get into deeper into this. So we want to basically acknowledge all the times that you're upset to really just get it out on paper. Then we want to express the emotions. Okay, so regarding this upset, what was not communicating? And I want you to begin to think about what have you not said? What is being suppressed in you? Because really, upset is being, it's being suppressed to yourself, you're suppressing yourself. And you are wanting things to be different than they are. So regarding this upset, let's just pretend it's your boss and pay on time, right? Regarding the upset with your boss, what was not communicated? You know, just begin to rattle off what wasn't communicated is I think you're a jerk. What was not communicated is this isn't fair. What wasn't communicated? Um, why I don't even like my job, right? It goes on and on. So begin to really write out what hasn't been communicated. What do you need to express, right? And it's better to do this with yourself journaling, then go to your boss and just start spewing a bunch of stuff around. That's why we do these processes, right? So the next question after you get everything off your chest, what you're upset about and what was not communicated, then next is imagine that person is here right in front of you. What would you like to say to them? 
And just, I would actually just close your eyes, imagine they're in front of you, and just really start communicating. Because the truth is this, spiritually, there's no distance. There's no distance between, you know, your boss that lives on the other side of town, and there's no distance between anyone that's transitioned into after this life. Everyone's in consciousness, and you can close your eyes and you can communicate with anybody right now. I've done this a lot with people who have, are still upset with, you know, their father that passed away, or their, you know, somebody is no longer here in this lifetime, and they do this work and they're able to complete or say whatever they wanted to say and get completion in their life, you know, or exes, you know, ex-boyfriend or girlfriends, and they, they're still upset about what happened. And they can close their eyes and imagine that the person's right in front of them and begin to tell them what they really want to say. You know, you broke my heart and I still love you and I'm frustrated and I don't know what to do. And, you know, just begin to communicate it. So next is imagine your younger self. You at a point when you got this upset, okay? What would you like to say to yourself, right? So what would you like to say in the middle of the upset, say with your boss earlier in the day? What would you say to that person, to yourself? You know what? It's okay. I understand that you're mad and you don't like your job and that your boss hasn't paid you, da, 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 but it's going to be okay. I know that you're going through a lot right now, but just I'm here for you, right? Like you, you're beginning to communicate. Life is communication. And depression, sadness, and upset is really about understanding. They say that understanding is a solvent to all of life. And if we really actually communicated, that it would solve, we'd understand people's perspectives. We would understand what's going on. And in that, we would, we would get freed up from all the negative emotion around it, right? So begin to just communicate with the upset. What are you upset about? Who are you upset about with? What would you say to that person? What would you say to yourself in that upset? You begin to just truly communicate. Like a, if you had, imagine that you had like a, a tennis ball in your hand, you know, and you're looking at the tennis ball and you turn it around. And you look at all sides. You know, you've never seen a tennis ball in your entire life. And you just start looking at it and feeling it and touching it and squeezing it. And then you pick it up and you play with it. And you're like, and you start to understand what this ball is, what this tennis ball is, right? It's just an example of like, you're going to do the same thing with any problem in your life. You got to pick it up and look at it and communicate with it and, and, you know, throw it around and look at it in your consciousness, right? So we want to fully just acknowledge what you're upset about and what you need to say in consciousness to yourself and to other people. Next is really accepting people, places, and things as they are. This is the deal. There's only one gap called suffering. And it's the gap between accepting people, places, and things versus wanting them to be different. Pain is different, right? Suffering. Suffering is the gap of wishing people, places, and things were different than they are. So we want to start handling this, okay? So now let's ask this next question. Regarding the upset with, say, your boss, what failed expectations do you have? So an answer might be, you know, I have, I expect my boss to pay me on time. I expect for, I mean, he's the boss. He should be leading it all, right? I expect X, Y, and Z, right? So regarding the upset, what failed expectations do you have? So regarding, let's just pretend someone's upset with their their brother or their boyfriend or their girlfriend or whatever, what failed expectations do you have? I expect them to text more. I expect them to, you know, um, 
put me as the center attention of their life, whatever that is, right? So we want to start looking at what are the failed expectations and getting clear of why do you have these expectations? And what are you going to do about it? You know, you either need to accept these people as they are, or you got to do something about it. The choice is yours, right? So once you begin to take a look and accept people as they are, let's just pretend your boss is never going to change. Let's just pretend. Let's pretend that your boyfriend and girlfriend is never going to change. So what now? So you got to still keep going with this. So what boundaries do you need to create around these people? What boundaries do you need to create knowing that if, if they never changed ever and your primary job is to stay in peace and fulfillment, what boundaries do you need to create around these people in your life, right? So another question is, was there something that you desired for X that they didn't want for themselves? Meaning, was there something that you wanted for your boss that you that they didn't he didn't necessarily want for himself? Was there something that you desired for your boss that he didn't want for himself? Yeah, I wanted him to realize how, you know, I want him to be more organized. And he wasn't. You know, I want him to be more disciplined and he's not. I want him to, you know, uh, do what he says he's going to do and he doesn't, right? So these, again, are the thing where you go, oh, it's happening every single month. It keeps happening over and over again. My boss doesn't pay me on time. Hmm. Well, I better start accepting that this is just who he is. So I have the choice to either stay in that job or I, I really need to put boundaries and either, you know, put something in writing that's more disciplined or find another job or whatever it is like you have to become the master of your life you've got to be responsible for your upsets no one's going to come save you no one's going to most people don't change right they can it's possible but highly unlikely unless they truly desire to change themselves okay so what boundaries do you need to create in the different areas of your life that you're getting upset what boundaries do you need to create in these, in your personal, professional, in the area of your, you know, friends, in the area of your, your wife or husband or whatever that is, your kids, um, in all areas. What boundaries? Sometimes like the house is a disaster and everyone's, you know, there's no organization. Well, what boundaries do you need to put in it? No one else is going to do it. Grow up. Do the work. Become a spiritual leader. Become the CEO of your personal and professional life. And stop blaming people for your and giving them the power to make you unhappy and upset. So now the final question is, once you accept people and places and things as they are, now we get to create a new possibility. So in accepting people and places and life as they are, what new possibility do you see for yourself? What happens? You know, what's new? What's possible for you? Knowing that everything is, is what it is, people are who they are. What's possible? If you actually take responsibility for your life and you create the boundaries and you take responsibility for it, who are you committed to being and what principles are you committed to embodying, right? So say your husband's being a jerk and he's a jerk all the time. So does that mean you want to be a jerk or no, you know what? I want to be somebody that is really thriving that is focused on the positive regardless of whether he's a jerk or not that's who I'm going to decide to be regardless because if you decide and change who you are for the world you are not in your own truth you are not in your own integrity and you sure as hell are not a spiritual badass you're sure as hell are not a spiritual leader 
So who are you committed to being? And what principles are you committed to embodying? Regardless of what's going out in the world. And then finally, what do you want to take a stand for in your life? What do you really want to take a stand for? For loving people regardless of whether they're jerks or not? For being a stand for staying on your mission and creating your legacy and no longer focusing on this drama and little trivial problems that get you upset? Who do you want to be? And what do you want to take a stand for in your life? And so in that, I know that as we peel back the layers of depression and sadness and upsets, it comes down to really feeling like you are the cause of your life, or if you feel like you're the victim and effect of life. And I recognize that as you take a look at your life and you realize that you decided, you decided that you were the effect, you decided to not accept people the way they were, and the way they are. And as soon as you truly accept that, and you recognize that you are the only person responsible for your own happiness and your fulfillment, all things are possible. And so on that note, I just say live your truth, live your truth, you have the right to be emancipated from suffering. It is the most beautiful thing you can ever give yourself. Have a wonderful day. And may you live your truth. Thanks again for tuning in to Dr. Aaron and Soul Society podcast. I'd like to invite you to write a review on iTunes. Also, I have a free gift for you, a money meditation and worksheet, which you can find at soulciety.com. That's www.soulciety.com. Or 30 Guided Meditations at drerin.tv. That's www.drerin.tv. We also hold monthly Soul Society events that are all about transformation and building extraordinary community. You can also watch me live daily on goodmorninglalaland.com or Instagram at drerin.tv. Grab your free Manifestation Masterclass with the purchase of my international best-selling book, Awakening, a 40-day guide to unleashing your spiritual powers, life purpose, and manifesting your dreams at aaronfallhaskell.com forward slash awakening book.